You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. We interview senior level baby boomers who share their stories, insights, and how-tos for the emerging leadership of millennials. Our mission is to celebrate their accomplishments in aid of preserving their business knowledge. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 10. Yes, we are 10 episodes in of High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode, you were getting a chance to hear from the chief visionary officer of Wealth Legacy Group. It's a company that specializes in the diverse needs of closely held businesses and professional families. So think about the person who is able to manage money for very wealthy families who probably have second and third generation wealth. That is what my guest today, RJ Kelly, actually does. He is the founder of this company, Wealth Legacy Group. He has many, many accolades. And just to give you a little bit of understanding, he has publications ranging from everything in Yahoo Finance to the San Diego Union Tribune to LA Times. You've named it. He's, he's been a speaker at many different places, but more importantly, he has a heart of gold. I, I think one of the things that you are going to get out of this interview is you are going to hear a gentleman who cares about the people that he services. So without further ado, I want you to sit back and listen to episode 10 of High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders, the CEO of Wealth Legacy Group, RJ Kelly. RJ, I first want to say thank you for joining us today. But here's the other thing I want to say is is, is thank you for having a, a heart to serve beyond you know, what you're able to do in your lifetime. I, I, I'm very excited about the mission that you have. And so here's what I would like to do, RJ. I want to give you a few minutes and just just share with people a little bit about you, uh, share with them about your company, Wealth Legacy Group, what you guys are doing, and, and, and give people a little bit of context to understand this vision that you have around, uh, you know, facilitating that $1 billion to charity. Well, Chris, I'm just honored to be with you, and so thanks very much for the invitation to participate. I'm the least important person on this call today, and I, I truly mean that. I, I just do have a heart to serve. I was blessed with an incredible mom who, uh, thanks to her, her high levels of energy and, uh, and, and her amazing hair, you know, but she, my, my, I adored my mom. My father was 
an enormously successful business owner who, um, unfortunately, died when I was 18. He was a, this was a binge alcoholic. So he would be sober, 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 and then get drunk, and then he was drunk until he ended up in the hospital and um, dry out and then start the process again. But he was a brilliant, flawed as we all are, a brilliant man who created a multi-million dollar business. He ran the oil business up in the Pacific Northwest and would buy petroleum products from the, the refineries, bring them over in our transport, sell them to the public, and also wholesale. But I watched it at 18 when what happens when a enormously successful business comes off the wheels when the visionary, and my role at Wealth Legacy Group is I'm the chief visionary officer. That's my job. Now, yeah, there's a lot of other things I do, but I'm the guy who sets, who's looking ahead at our staff of six, amazing team. But my job is to be looking ahead to see where the opportunities are, where the dangers are, how do we prepare, and who do we need and who we bring on. And so my father, unfortunately, did not have that same sense either because he had sort of given up on life a little bit or just was tired or the alcohol grabbed him too much. And so he had lost his visioning. So here he had built this company bigger and bigger and bigger. And so when he died, unfortunately, the managers that he had that were competent at a smaller level just simply were incompetent at a higher level. He had an, a very, very large life insurance policy, even for those days, that died 10 days before he did. Uh, and so we had we had to take from the working capital of the company. We were involved with a lawsuit with our major supplier who illegally changed terms of the agreements and then just said, look, take us to court. You know, we'll, we'll outlast you. And they did. And even though we were right, we couldn't beat them in court. We were in court for, for 10 years. And so point of the story here, Chris, is I was committed to building a firm that would have been able to help my parents or be able to come alongside them. And even though they had some very advanced S protection estate planning, particularly for that time, still there are things that we do today, primarily working with, with privately held pre-liquidity business owners in the words that they haven't sold their company yet. A typical client for me is an eight and a half, ten million dollar net worth or greater a client. I've, the biggest client I've worked with so far is a two point nine billion dollar family out of New York. And a very limited engagement in the largest local family with a $640 million gentleman who'd been married and divorced four times. <laughs> he and his son <laughs> and a couple of friends and a girlfriend. <laughs> so, oh, wow. But he was not not giving at the capacity that he could. He was, you know, certainly was giving uh, a million here, a million there, but he had enormous capacity to give. And But no one had come alongside him and showed him how to do that during his lifetime, which is what I got the privilege of being able to do. But again, a lot of my cases are just with you know, ordinary successful business folks that they have a heart to do something, but they're so busy running their business that there's no one that's come alongside them to review their estate planning documents. I've got an attorney on staff. We don't draft any documents, but we review them all day long. So we're reviewing estate planning documents. We review their insurance. We review their investments. Is it on time? Is it Target, um, are they paying too much in taxes? Uh, do they, do they have too much in one class and they have not something, maybe they're missing something in another asset class. The, the things I find every day, they're almost humorous sometimes, and other times it's like, oh my goodness, like the, the clients that paid $75,000 for some very sophisticated estate planning documents, we found 42 mistakes in those documents. Some of them were, you know, modest, like misspelled names. But some of them were so, that the mistakes were so bad, they would have completely invalidated the documents. Wow. So, 
And then the last thing is we look at the retirement. And most Americans are way behind retirement because they don't know how much they need to have. They don't know how long they're going to need to have it. Question, Chris, what for a 70-year-old today, what's your life expectancy? If you're 70 years old and you've got money in a retirement account, what's your life expectancy? Would it shock you to find out it's 27.4 more years? Wow. You know, there's the old joke, the longer, the longer you live, the longer you live. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're 70, 27.4, which means that half the people are dead, but half the people are still living. So when I show those numbers in statistics, that's a blended rate. That's male and female. That's also people that have money in retirement accounts. So it's not just Joe Watchbook and off the street. But when I show those numbers to the clients I work with, without without exaggeration, they're shocked because they realize that their assets have to last a whole lot longer than they ever imagined possible. So that's what I call our four legs of the table. We look at their estate planning, we look at their investments, their insurance, their retirement, and then the four plus one is we explore the philanthropy. Do that for no extra charge. So our goal is to help turn a little giver into a bigger giver. And there's a, a host of different ways that that can be done. Like we're speaking at a major conference on, on Saturday on that topic uh, about how to turn a little giver into a bigger giver. I'm really excited to, to have that privilege. Wow. So that's it in a quick nutshell. I've got some phenomenal teammates. My wife is our COO. Uh, she's a recovering social worker, 15 years. She's a survivor of the killing fields of Cambodia. Um, she's my life hero. Uh, I, you know, how many people get to say that they know their personal life hero. Well, I get to sleep with my life hero. Um, she's an amazing one of the roots for killing fields and, and just extraordinary friend and leader. And then one of my best friends is our in-house attorney. And then I've got an amazing uh, marketing coordinator from Brazil. And I've got an extraordinary young man from Laos. And <laughs> another young woman who's a Filipina who's just tearing it up. So we're, and then our bookkeeper is, I don't know, Irish like me. So we're, we're just having a good time. Wow. I think we could have literally stayed right there for the entire interview. It's a, you have so many fascinating things that are going on, not just only in your world, but I am sure there are thousands of stories that you could share around what you've seen, uh, not only just in your lifetime, but uh, the moment that you decided to take the helm and become the CEO of, of this uh, of this company that obviously at one point, you know, uh, in life, you know, you had your, your struggles, you, you kind of hit that fork in the road where it was like now or never. <laughs> and, um, and, and you've been able to continue to move forward. And so what I'm very interested in, uh, today in talking with you is because you've had such, um, an opportunity to, to, to see the world as a baby boomer, to watch the up and downs, to see whether it's from, uh, you know, a, a small town to a, to a large town from small companies to big companies from, from, you know, the, the, the simple hardworking blue collar guy to the, you know, to, to the wealthiest. You've had an opportunity to touch people in all different spectrums. And so what I, what I'm really interested absolutely. in. Chris, I got to say, everybody's got a story. Absolutely. Everyone has a story. And when we walk into the building and we see our, our janitor, What's his story? I go to a, I've got a favorite restaurant. They call it my second office because I know every person who's a waiter or hostess server there, I know their stories because, and every one of them has a great story. There's one young man that, that, or not young anymore, but he was my, he, he has been in this restaurant for probably 20 years, worked three jobs, doesn't have a car, we ride the bus, work, 
where his next job on the bus? Where his next job? For many, 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 many years, she has a home free in Clary. This lovely Hispanic guy, Antonio. So it's one of the Antonio. You know, I speak obviously smashed Spanish, but he's so gracious. <laughs> and he came over and introduced me to his daughter, who's working out there at the hotel. And just, but everybody's going to. So here's this, here's this wonderful Hispanic gentleman. So lovely, lovely family. And he, he has a home that's free and clear. How many Americans, you know, born and raised here have that? Right. Um, he's so proud of his family, and he's got a job that he does with absolute amazing class and distinction, and I just love it. Absolutely. So everybody's got a great story. That is, who it is. And that's so true. And so what I would like to talk about is... Because you've seen people from, from many different walks of life, let, let's kind of dive into this this topic that obviously this podcast is built around is, is around that that relationship, if you will, between the millennial mm-hmm. and the baby boomer. So 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 let's kind of talk about the workplace for a second. It, it, it's obvious that everybody knows fifty two percent of the workplace today is actually infused with baby boomers. Or I'm sorry, with millennials. Baby boomers are sitting in a space now where if you're a baby boomer listening to this, you are the, the you're the leader, you're in senior leadership, you are you are driving the direction of a business. Either you helped start, either you uh, came into it and worked your way up, or you're a part of a major large corporation and you're starting to see, you felt over the, even the last 10 years, but more presently today than now and ever, you're seeing the impacts. You're seeing the changes on workplace environment. You're seeing the changes in policy. You're seeing the changes, you know, in a lot of different ways. And so when it comes to the workplace, when it comes to getting up every day, going into the office and, and that what happens in those, you know, 10 to 12 hours for a lot of for a lot of us. What would you say, RJ, is the, the thing that you notice that the millennial is doing that is impacting the workplace today? Well. Great question, Chris. And certainly, first of all, I am I am married. My my wife was a single mother for many many years, and so I'm remarried, and I have two amazing stepsons who are both millennials. And I had I can brag about them because I had nothing to do with their their upbringing. Um, I just get to enjoy and, and appreciate the extraordinary work ethic, the confidence. The, passion that they bring to their world. On our team here, we've got two millennials. And what I what I see, and so I, I certainly, one, do not consider myself a millennial expert at all. I've, I've been studying out more to understand more the millennial, simply because I don't understand that, that cohort, uh, this amazing cohort of 80 million that's coming. And, I, and so I'm hungry to learn more about them. So they are they're teaching me. But what I find with millennials is they have a tremendous desire to not just do something. They want to do something that matters. And so to that extent, we, we attract some terrific talent, not just because, one, they have to be really good at what we're looking for, but they love the message of Wealth Legacy Group. And we also have a nonprofit called the Center for Wealth and Legacy. So we do four events a year as well in the nonprofit space. And so we have a marketing coordinator. She is extraordinarily gifted, so good. But I think the reason we, frankly, were able to attract her to the team, in addition to what we do in our for-profit life, was because we do it in our not-for-profit life to reach out to others. And so I, I see that the millennials that I'm meeting and I'm seeing are, they're, they're 
willing to work hard. They are, um, they're essentially, many of them not being given a chance to work. One of the things that is extremely concerning to me is that there are a number of talented money that are coming to school and they can't find a job. And don't tell me that unemployment of U3 is 4.7%. I don't believe it. The fact is that um, there is a, there's still a tremendous number of people that cannot find good work, quality work, and particularly the millennial generation. They're just hungry to, to let their talents be used towards something. They'll even volunteer for a space just so they could do something. We're looking for a millennial to come in and help us with our not-for-profit. Uh, we'll, we're planning to pay them, but we're looking for a millennial that would come in and help us organize and run our nonprofit for a year at a time. And if they just help at least one um, get something to put on their resume as far as experience and, and leadership. But for those that are bitching and moaning about millennials, and there are some horrible millennial stories, and, and I won't go there, but there are a few bad apples, but the fact is this is an extraordinary generation that will have an amazing impact. Uh, they're just getting started, just getting started, and already having, they're thinking at a different level. My goodness, I met a young millennial, I was 32 years old, and that night out of Atlanta, and found me on LinkedIn, and, and they felt that, that there was something in our stories that were akin, and my goodness, this, this young man wants to get 10% of the 80 million millennials to give, to pledge to give 1% per year uh, to this, I think he's calling it the 1% generation. Uh, and and so his goal is to, to have 100 million in, in, that have been donated and, and gone back out of the communities by 2022. So I mean, he's just thinking at a whole different level. It's, it's 32. I mean, I always think I was still had pimples on my face and, and trying to figure out how to get to the, you know, soft drink machine or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't the point of the story is, I just find millennials are thinking in a whole different level. And it's just amazing. Ken Blanchard, who happens to be one of my mentors, and he's one of Amazon's top 10 all-time best-selling authors. He's over 60 books that he's either author or co-authored. And he's got a couple of new projects I was asking him about. So Ken, so what, what are your latest projects? Is, well, I'm working on a couple of books with some millennials. <laughs> Three, he said, yeah, number one, I can't find people that my age anymore to write books with. They're all dead. And number two, I learn. I'm learning from these young millennials. They've got so much to teach me. How cool is that? Wow, that is cool. Preeminent authors in our country, great, greatest business thinkers in our time, Ken Blanchard, and he is open to being taught by millennials. So anyway, that that kind of opened my heart to say, you know what, I, I signed me up. So, 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 what would you say about the the the, the impacts? Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, the energy. But what other things are, are do you think that is that has helped? Obviously, as you mentioned, you know, millennials are bringing kind of that giving nature, right? They it sounds that, it, to, to your point Absolutely. that millennials, you know, are are focused on you know the cause of the company, not necessarily the reason for the company. You know, not just the profit side of it, but what are you what are you doing to make this world a better place? Right? What opportunities are you giving to those? <laughs> We better be clear on our why, Chris. Absolutely. It, it, it's uncomfortable. I think millennials will make people uncomfortable. And I think sometimes they've been given a bad rap as a generation because they're, they're not afraid to say, you know what? I'm not sure I want to work for a company that doesn't have a clear why. And including in that clear why is an outreach to make the world a better place. And that's a different story, especially for boomers 
um, you know, that <laughs> we're sometimes not always clear on their why. Um, and so that's an arresting comment. Absolutely. I find that with, with boomers, um, they're not as tuned in necessarily to this idea of creating a lasting positive impact in the world. And, and so now, I, what's really exciting is that we're seeing what, 10,000 boomers a day or 10,000 people a day to um, turn 65. That's correct. I believe that it is that what past is prologue. That and when I in, when I'm talking with folks that we're working with and retiring or selling your company or whatever, and ask them, so what are you doing next? Because everything you've done so far, I believe, has prepared you for your next involvement, next engagement, next impact. So what's that going to look like? And frankly, this could be the best years of your life going forward. And that I find that. I get a lot of looks on people's faces like, um, I don't really have anything planned. <laughs> so that tells me they're going to die at a very young age. But millennials, you can ask the millennials, so how are you getting, and they're already doing something. They're right, involved right. in giving back in some way. Absolutely. And at Wealth Legacy Group, once a quarter, we as a company, we take on a, a philanthropic project. So just yesterday during our staff time, we were saying, okay, so what's our project for this quarter? And we've done stuff like, you know, like a food bank. We do that every year. And we do the breast walk and we do, um, we did a park cleanup and, and we, we did a soup kitchen. And so we did a, a river cleanup. We went down and, and got all muddy and stinky and picked up a bunch of stuff. And it was, it's just great fun. So we find these things once a quarter that we do as a team, the team that community and network. And then we invite clients to come and join us as well. So I find millennials love that. They're all, they're already doing it. So they want their work colleagues to do it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, obviously this, these, these types of nuances, it really does speak to the, the marketing as well, right? So if you think about, you know, companies that traditionally would just market to you to tell you about, you know, their product, you know, uh, definitely millennials are coming into the space to say, yeah, tell me about the product, but what is it doing to, you know, help the world? What types of things are you focused, hyper-focused on to, as a part of your, you know, your, your, your give back. And so I even kind of think about how the workplace environment has changed, right? Um, you know, I'm sure you, you can remember the days of, you know, you did not come into an office without, you know, a full suit, including the tie as a man, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and now that so book, I remember the dress for success. I mean, I just followed that book inside out. Absolutely, hardly ever wear a tie. You know, dressing up in San Diego is when we put socks on. I do have socks on, so you know, put your video camera. I'll show you. But, you know, it, it, San Diego is so casual. But no, yeah, it, it, it's very rare that we see the, the, the best of the coats and ties and the other stuff. Absolutely. Well, it's a different story, but out here in Southern California, we are laid back, baby. Dude, <laughs> we are laid back. So, so how do you think millennials have kind of helped shape some of that culture? Because, you know, obviously in your company, it's a very small company, but when you have, you know, four or five, six, ten thousand, fifty thousand 50,000 people in a company, right? That's a little harder to kind of... <laughs> you know, uh, institute, but how do you think millennials have kind of just started to help, you know, foster some of even just little changes like that as far as dress and, and the embracing of technology? What is kind of your take on that? Well, let me respond to that with a couple of stories, which is probably the best way I know to respond anyway. When you're talking about a larger company, 
And one of the, the criticisms of this generation, and I, I unfortunately got to say that there is some validation in it, is that you don't, you have to earn your way into the company. So if you're, if you're making the decision to go work for a San Diego Gas Electric, which is about 4,000 employees, they're having me right across the street from me, and I got to know their, their chairman of the board very, very well, interviewing him for our nonprofit, and just a tremendous leader, an incredible visionary. And he, he told me the story about, uh, unfortunately, there was a lineman that uh, was electrocuted and, and so, unfortunately, was killed on the spot. And, and so the, the company had gathered to have a memorial service for this, this uh, young lineman and his family. And, and there was a young millennial that came in during this, this time of what should have been just thoughtful remembrances and celebration of life for this fellow employee. And at that scene, the millennial was uh, demanding that he be given increases in compensation and that he deserved this and how come he had been promoted over because by somebody else. And it was like, seriously, you think you have the right to even speak about something like this at a moment of pure solemnity. And there is a, a criticism of some in this generation, that they don't know that they need to spend time, and sometimes a lot of time, earning the right to even be heard. So, no, you don't um, deserve a job just because you're an American. You don't deserve a job just because you graduated at the top of your class. You earn the right to be heard and to be promoted, and to, and to sometimes it, it means... I was told when I started in practice over 30 years ago, okay, this, this business world is easy. You just have to work half days, and you can work any 12 hours of the day you want. Well, you know, I, for most of my career, I have worked 10, 12, sometimes 14-hour days. Uh, even now, even this many years in practice, it's not unusual for me to only get maybe four, five, six hours of sleep at night because I've got so many things going on. You have to earn and work and the longer you wait, the longer it's like a pendulum. When you when the pendulum goes and you're giving, 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 but you're not saving come back, the pendulum swing will be even further. You will be rewarded, 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 far beyond anything that you ever deserved. But you can't just expect to get recognition, success, achievement, position for just showing up. It no. You've got to work hard for it. And there are plenty of people, especially in this world economy we have, there are lots of folks who would eat our lunch gladly for one-tenth of the cost. So, you know, I'm, I'm on a, you can tell I'm on a soapbox right now, but <laughs> so point of the story is, for this generation, they need to understand, especially if they're going to choose to work in a large company, that they don't get rights and they're not going to get the privileges without putting in a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of effort. My oldest son, stepson, just left Mattel. Incredible organization. Uh, he's, he was given an amazing position, actually two positions within the company, but it's a rigid company. And Mattel is brilliant and clever, and it, they have a lot of cool things going on. But And, and our son graduated with 4.7 out of high school and was the captain of the football team for three years, and he was top uh, scholastic in college. He graduated top of his class in, in UCLA in their master's program. But, you know, he had to start 
at the bottom and work, 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 and work 12, 14 hour days. And was moving up the ladder, but not nearly as fast as he was hoping to. <laughs> so we said, and he's, I gotta say, he's one of the most amazing millennials I have yet met. Just extraordinary young man. What is that? Nothing to do with that except to get to marry into his life. His mom did an amazing job. Absolutely. It's so, a long answer. I'm not sure if I really, Chris, addressed this, all the questions you asked there, which was such a good one. But is that helpful? Is that yeah, absolutely. Is towards that direction? Well, well I, I think you, you touched on something that I think, um, it, I don't necessarily believe it's just a millennial criticism. I think it's a criticism of where we are today. I think all of us have to remember that just because we have access to more does not always mean that you get to skip steps in life. Uh, I, I, a great mm-hmm. a great example is this podcast, right? This is not um, this is not. Oh, I, I expect that I'll be the top of podcast list in you know in, in four months. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't right. think that right. way. I, it means I have to continue to you know find uh, CEOs as such as yourself who are willing to share their time. First of all, who, who are willing to carve out their time because it's not like you have a lot of time to give out. Um, so you know, I have to be compelling. I have to make sure our marketing is 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 taken care of. Things take time. Um, so I, I definitely understand that. And I think what you, what you really speak to is a word that all of us have to get better at, which is patience. Technology is great. It has afforded us mm-hmm. some opportunities to do some things that are tremendous, but sometimes I do ask the question, and I think this is a fair question. We should all ask ourselves, not just millennials, but all of us, what is it costing us at the same time? And sometimes I think what it does is the trade-off mm-hmm. is, is that our patience is being traded in for speed. And that's not always the best thing mm-hmm. when you want to build something successful. You can build very fast, but you could fall just as fast as well. And I, I think right. that it's very, very important. And, and to your point in the story that you just told and what you shared, I, I think it just speaks to patience. I think we all have to realize that nothing happens overnight. And the things that do typically are the, you know, either luck of the draw or, you know, something that is not going to be sustainable. Now, I know you could hear the passion, the drive, and just the sheer vision that RJ has in taking care of not only his clients, but just how he sees the world and how he even views millennials. This is a great interview. And so thank you guys so much for listening to episode 10 in two days. As you know, you will receive part two of our interview with the chief visionary officer, RJ Kelly of Wealth Legacy Group. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Have you ever had a burning question that you wanted to get an answer, but not just any answer? You wanted the CEO to answer it? Well, if you send us your information at info at highlevelwisdom.com, we will get our network of CEOs to answer your questions. If you're on social media, feel free, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at High Level Wisdom and hashtag ask a CEO and post your question and we'll make sure we get it answered.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.